1: Once again, back here on Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. If you have not jumped in, what are you guys waiting for? The water is very warm. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to take advantage of their amazing same-game parlay offers no-sweat-first bets and more. By the way, Hart, considering that hashtag Fade fitzy has been a thing that paid for a lot of the holidays, now as soon as we got through the holidays, I'm on a heater. I went three for three with my bets last week. Nice. See, that's a brand new, brand new me, brand new year as well. 2023 isn't over for the Patriots. However, I have turned over one and many a new leaf. So maybe this week you want to listen to your old pal Fitzy. We'll have our best bets in our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week when we preview Patriots and Jets a couple days from now. All right, Andy, uh, let's go right to something that is fresh off the presses, as they like to say. Uh, this this morning. Heard this morning on the Greg Hill show on WEEI, Bill Belichick. And what could be his final appearance with the station? Because um, if I'm not mistaken, no player is contractually obligated to appear after the season. So this could be it for Bill Belichick. Tom Brady, once the season was over. Right. And his he's co- not. He did not show up. We waited for him to call. He did not call in. So this he's could still be waiting. The, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still waiting for Tom to call back. Um, this could be Belichick's final appearance on E.E.I. as coach of the Patriots. Who knows? And he
2: was being, um, uncharacteristically courteous. I would say, I would um, dare say, and that might be why you, you want to go so, out looking yeah. like more of a human being and a professional than a dink.
1: Yeah. Because there other people are listening. You don't want to go out like David Tepper. Oh. Um, what an ass, what an ass! What an absolute ass. If you guys haven't seen There's video out there. Just go to the X or some other social media platform. And you can see David Tepper getting frustrated at his team's performance and the jeering of Jacksonville Jaguar fans and throwing a drink on someone in the stands from the owner's box. He should be kicked out. I told you anybody throws a drink at a game. They're getting kicked out.
2: He should be more. He should be held to a higher standard. He's an owner. I think this, honestly, I think it should be like a $500,000 fine, like a game suspension. He's not allowed to go to a game. Like there should be. How about he's not Instagram. allowed to
1: attend his own home team's games yep. next year? Because the fan that famously threw a beer at Tyreek Hill at Gillette in 2018 was banned for life, but it's Which okay. Cause David too. Tepper has money. F right. You. Differentiation that, that that's not right. Get out of here. All right. So this morning gray on the Greg Hill show, this via uh, a tweet from our pal, Mike Reese, uh, after fielding multiple questions relating to the future and why he doesn't entertain them, Bill Belichick said, quote, whatever success I've had, I've tried to go about my job the same way every week. Win, lose, good years, bad years, whatever they are. Each week, get ready to go for that week. Do the best you can to help your team win. And after the game, move on to the next one. And at the end of the season, that's the end of the season. I'm committed to the team I'm coaching right now. The players that are here, they deserve my best every day. And that's what I'm going to give them. All right. I mean, like, could that, I mean, from the book of Belichick, could you have expected anything less? Right. I mean, that's what he should be saying. Now he's Mm -hmm. picked and choosed over
2: the years when to um, step back and say things related to last week, last month, last year. Our stats are good. Our this was that like he Mm -hmm. breaks his own rules all the time. So he could have broken his rules this morning, but no, you're right. It's the expected answer, I think at this time. And it's what he should be doing. If you're going to ask your players to finish the season as professionals, Then you got to finish the season as a professional coach. And if you don't, I think it sends the, the message like, okay, you guys just do whatever the hell you want. And so I understand it. Um, Again, he picks and chooses when he sort of takes this approach and doesn't take this approach, but It is what it is. And now the other question is, Bill, maybe I'd rather you not focus so much on your job because I don't really want you to beat the Jets because you always beat the
1: Jets. And if you beat Mm -hmm. the Jets again, you could screw everything up for either yourself or the next coach. So I have a plan for us, Hart. Here's what we do. You and I, Celtic pride style, you can be Daniel Stern or Dan Aykroyd, whichever character you want to play. Two of us get together, kidnap Belichick before the game on Sunday. I don't think that's going to end well. (laughs) I don't whose car you're supposed to say, okay, whose car are we taking? No. Um, no, just to prevent him from winning against the Jets, Cause you know, he's going to do everything he can because a Belichick beats the jets regularly. And with clockwork, I mean, you can set your calendar to very few things you can set your calendar and your clocks to anymore in Patriot nation, except that Bill Belichick dominates and owns the jets.
2: So uh-huh. I, I know Bill be, uh... li-
1: I know Bill listens to this podcast because
2: he's done things in the past that we have called for. And True. I so I know he listens. Mm-hmm. Bears, if you're listening, pass this message along. Bill, if we were you're joking. Listening, hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, Bill, I we always say Bill Belichick or at least Michael Irvin says Bill Belichick plays chess, not checkers. Mm hmm. The uh, checkers playing person would say, I'm going to beat the Jets on Sunday because I'll never lose to the Jets because I hate the Jets and I always want to screw the Jets. But, but the chess playing person would say, if I lose to the Jets, not only does it hurt their top 10 draft pick, a guy who'll be joining a roster that already includes Aaron Rodgers next year, but it could place a quarterback on the Patriots that will demoralize the jets for the next 15 years and continue to roll all over gang green. So the best way for bill Belichick to screw the jets on Sunday is to
1: lose to them. Let them win. Tell castle to sail it into the crowd. Exactly. Now that is chess over check is six ring style kid. I, st- I, man, I don't have a favorite quarterback just yet. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think anyone in Pats Nation does. You got too many people that say they're out on Caleb Williams already. I haven't seen it with Drake May. Shime is all over Drake May. But then again, he also didn't want Joe Burrow. So, he he he, well, I mean, he was out on Mac Jones, so he knows a little something, but doesn't know nearly as much. He's been a Lamar Jackson fan. And oh, by the way, everybody in the NFL that made a point of coming out and saying like, well, uh, organizationally, we're not in favor of trying to sign or trade for Lamar this offseason. He's not part of our plans. Yeah, how are your teams doing, Commanders, Falcons, and all you other idiots who said that your team was better than Lamar Jackson? Pfft, screw kick rocks.
2: How many do you them. against the Dolphins this weekend? 50? Uh
1: 18 for 21, uh 321 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. How's that? Is that good? That,
2: that seems pretty good in a matchup yeah. that's supposed to be yeah. marquee. Like not uh, with, two, with our, two
1: supposed yeah. top 10 cornerbacks on the other team? And and excuse me, um, I believe
2: his Best, most favorite target is not on the field. So he's had to replace him with a likely candidate.
1: <laughs> I will not give you your Zay Flowers on that one. Oh, nice. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Zay Flowers he, has been a revelation. Isaiah likely has been awesome. And if Mark tremendous. Andrews is able to come back and be 75% of his former self, because my God. I've told you before, sometimes when I'm in the stadium on game day, doing my Joker on the jumbotron routine, I get to see some of these guys running onto the field. By God, Mark Andrews. Oh, what a gi- I mean, What oh, a man. Like, doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Like the largest human being I've ever seen in person running onto the field for another team. It's Calais Campbell last year for the Ravens. That's the, that's the I, I'm convinced he's the largest person on planet earth. Mark Andrews, no slouch That is a giant person. He comes back. That offense could be damn near unstoppable. Andy. Since
2: we're blending Bill Belichick comments on the Greg Hill show with talk about Lamar Jackson, what would you think of his um, blurry response when asked if the Patriots tried to trade for Lamar Jackson this offseason? And he he didn't say no.
1: Mm, good for mm. him. He shouldn't have. That's doing your due diligence as general manager or Imagine head if of football he operations
2: here. Imagine if uh, they
1: traded for Lamar Jackson how I everything wish. in
2: our lives would have changed our professional our personal our football watching our living everything.
1: our fun loving lives would have changed we we would be right now just like metaphorically doing this from like the the shores of Kokomo we would yeah. just be even if they were even if they were only like 8 and 8 it still would be so much more fun so much more entertaining
2: yes but alas they like everybody there else just let him go back to Baltimore and
1: now Baltimore uh-huh. might win the Super Bowl with him and I bet Robert Kraft regrets ever saying anything about it, let alone not p- pulling the trigger or telling Bill Belichick to pull the trigger as we found out via, and let's just get into this. Now your pal, you like to call him the crap sheet. Ian Rappaport's reporting on Sunday on NFL network and NFL.com about the coaching searches around the league, his latest updates, you call them more informed speculation than real insidery updates. Uh, but when we read about the new England Patriots, uh, we learned, he said, don't rule out some other candidates, including, uh, here it is right here. If Belichick does move on speculations, uh, have centered on Mayo as his successor. That would be Gerard Mayo. That's not a guarantee though. And other options, particular coaches with Patriots ties, such as Josh McDaniels or Vikings defensive coordinator, Brian Flores shouldn't be ruled out. Uh, and of course. Uh, someone took a uh, reverse victory lap on Monday. He took a walk of shame. That would be Bill Belichick's former consigliere, Mike Lombardi, who let us all know uh, so bad. Uh, Mike knows. He's got the collar. He's wearing the jacket right now. He knows. Told us all that Vrabel had no years left on his deal. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, he could be a free agent. Vrabel to the Patriots, LFG. And then a couple hours later, Mike Catholic writes up a piece for .com. Everyone else has to blog it and click it and retweet it couple hours later, oops, my bad. He's got two years left. I mean, I right. misspoke. He didn't even say he was wrong. Misspoke. Like, misspoke is
2: stumbling in your words and, like, not saying it clearly. You were wrong. You effed up.
1: Misspeak. Misspeak. Jesus. I know. Honestly. Uh, so what do you make of all? I mean, do you think there's a- legitimately any consideration to have Josh McDaniels and Brian Flores, b flow and Mac Daddy come in? And have interview. I mean, how is this? Pro- I did like. Let's just hold on. How is this process going to play out? Like, what well, happens first? Like a meeting or a? Uh, what? Yeah, there's going to be meetings. I would assume yep. there's uh-huh. going to be
2: decisions. There's going to be interviews. There's going to be all of those things. Um, But from this, like the information of this, so Mike Reese, mm-hmm. less than a week ago,
1: on. Across the street, as they say. And by the way, it's a wide-ass street. because it's, it's, I was going to yeah. say, it's a really long street. Because Waltham and Brighton are not near each other at all. Um,
2: Mike Reese brought up the idea of bringing Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler back. So in the course of a week, Mike Reese, who people trust, like, respect, brought up Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Ian Rapsheet, who people don't really trust, respect, or like, um brought up josh mcdaniel's certainly seems like josh mcdaniel's name is out there whether it's just speculation whether it's you know whispers from people whatever then there's a couple other layers that i i pick out of this there was the part where he said you know they don't want to fire him they prefer to part ways well yeah how does that work if bill says no if bill says no i'm staying. Then you got to fire him if
1: you want to get rid of him. There's no
2: parting of ways you're firing. How do you
1: convince him to have a mutual parting of ways so that it looks good for all parties? Now, see, that's why in his remarks this morning on the Greg Hill show, I'm surprised a little bit. Bill Belichick didn't say something along the lines of I love it here. I'm committed to this team. I would love to be back next year as the HC of the NEP, because then that could have been a bit of a leverage play. Mm-hmm. And he could set himself up as a more sympathetic figure on the way out the door, putting pressure on RKK and JKK
2: unless he doesn't it's JAK unless he doesn't want oh, to. J-A- oh, is it really Jack? Oh, nice. I believe it's RKK and JAK from things I used to see internally in the organization. Okay. Got it. Um, I, but does he want to be back? Does he want to use that leverage play? Like, I mean, maybe, not, maybe so not sure about that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was this simply – because Brian Flora's name is interesting in its inclusion. Yes, he's a former Patriots assistant coach, um, former head coach. Like, there's reasons to speculate about him. He's also, in case you haven't noticed in his legal history, a black coach. And I would – I believe even if Mayo gets the job, they still have to interview at least one other minority candidate. Exter- I believe it has to be at least an external or, or something like too that. Internal? So okay. could this be – could this be a covering your bases in terms of the, the order of operations in terms of the HR rules of the national football league? I just, I don't know if that could be, might not be at least, at least giving the idea that there are other options out there. There are other minority options out there that will
1: Mm be considered very much considered. Um, Or maybe they're going
2: to hire Brian Flores Hell,
1: for all I know. Like that would be a, that'd be a shot. It's amazing that uh, two former coordinators who had so much success with the Patriots and have had success coordinating, by and large, well, McDaniels kind of stunk in 2011 with the Rams when Spags oh, yeah. was the head coach. He did stink. And Flores, uh, did, at pretty times, this has year. been okay. There's pretty good this year. Very blitz heavy as well. He's not working yep. with nearly as much talent as he has on other teams. That um, It's funny how some guys, like really good coordinators, don't make great coaches at times. And like those are those potentially McDaniels is the ultimate prime example of that, if you will. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't see it. Now, I wonder, let's say mayo does get tabbed as coach steve belichick leaves to go work with his dad which would make a lot of sense as well does a demarcus covington get a shot at defensive coordinator or get an interview at least
2: oh absolutely i think i think he would probably bright
1: rising star right
2: and he may not call plays maybe mayo calls plays i don't know how that would work out um like sort of tactically but i think demarcus covington if gerard mayo sticks around and steve belichick is gone i would be surprised if demarcus cousin uh Covington, not Demarcus Cousins. That'd be that'd be the weirdest thing. <laughs> that boogie. would be this giant basketball player who has nothing to do. Right? Because then, if they had night games, they'd be boogie nights for the Patriots' defense. Oh, oh, boy. That's terrible, oh boy, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Um, but no, I think oh. if Mayo's the head coach and Steve Belichick is gone, Demarcus Covington is likely the defensive coordinator, and I like him. I think he's a good young coach. I've I've been very impressed with the way I've seen him interact with players. I think he does a really good job with the media. Not that that necessarily says anything or matters. Um, I do think he's a rising
1: uh, head coach candidate. Agreed. Um, All right. Uh, Andy did. uh, So right now, just so in case everyone knows uh, everyone is now uh, a a tank spurt, if you will, because we all have to keep up on the latest with the new England Patriots draft pick for 2024 Sunday. They entered with the third pick for a brief moment. They had the second pick after the Cardinals beat the Eagles, Also, the Eagles not winning cost me a seven leg money line parlay on FanDuel. So F you, Sirianni and everyone. (laughs) I was going to pay for Christmas. All they had to do was beat a terrible Cardinals team at home. Thanks a lot, you jerks. Um, uh, But then the Patriots had the second pick, but then through the stupid strength of schedule things and numbers that are giving everybody ice cream and popsicle headaches, now the Patriots have the third pick. So. If they went on Sunday, the worst they could finish is with the seventh overall pick. The best they could finish with is the second because Carolina has locked up the worst pick, the first pick, which worst record first pick, which will be going to dub bears. And I don't think dub bears are going to be taking a quarterback. I think Matt Aberflus and Justin Fields will probably stick around together next year. Their offense has really not looked that bad. The better part of the last month plus since fields came back. So, it will be very, we've got, we're going to have so many different franchises' eyes on Jets Patriots on Sunday. Uh, what they'll pick, where they could end up picking, God only knows. But it is just one of the many very compelling storylines as we head into what could be Bill Belichick's final game coaching the Patriots. And
2: if you're right and they're sticking with Fields in Chicago, mm-hmm. it could make the, the Patriots' um, plan very easy. So, sort or of select if the Patriots stick at three. Because Mm -hmm. if the Bears take Marvin Harrison, who some people think is the best player in the draft, the surest Mm -hmm. thing in the draft, and he goes to the Bears, well, that now means there's two quarterbacks on the board and no elite um, player that you you might be tempted to take over the quarterback. So now I think you have to take one of the top two or even top three quarterbacks, whoever falls to you at three, if it's Drake May, Caleb Williams, if you Mm -hmm. want to talk yourself into Jaden Daniels, I don't care. I think if the Patriots are three and the Bears take a wide receiver at one, you absolutely have to take a quarterback. You've removed the 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 debate.
1: There has been a rumblings uh, that the Washington Commanders like Caleb Williams a lot, so I'm sure an edict will come from Josh Harrison Company. Hey, Ron, we'll give you a nice little parting gift in your final game, coach, the Commanders Sunday. Tell your buddy Sam Howell, don't f this up for us. Right. You know. Now again, again, Dallas on the road is capable of amazing things. Dal- a Dallas team, by the way. That is a simple win in Washington at the worst field in the NFL. RFK stadium could a FedEx field. Excuse me. Oh, but for the days of RFK Uh, at FedEx field, absolute toilet. If the Cowboys win, they win the NFC East and they get to play at least one home playoff game, which means there's a very good chance they could screw that up. And then if the Washington commanders pull off the unlikeliest of upsets, kind of like Lovey Smith did last year in his game, that could put the Patriots in it, too, if they lose to the Jets. But if they win. They could be five, six, seven. Who knows? Get ready, baby. I just want a
2: quarterback. I, I, I can't say it simply enough. I just want a quarterback. And and I'm not opposed to the wide receiver quarterback double dip, if you can pull that off, because we'll get into those weeds as, oh, you trade Belichick for this pick, and now you can get your wide receiver or tackle early and you can get your quarterback in the mm-hmm. late 20s with the pick. You traded this, that. So, I don't know. But I just, just guarantee me that in the first – 34 picks in the draft the patriots will take a quarterback that's all i need i I just just uh, that that's all i ask for if you tell me that we can have fun with it we can debate it we can talk about it i don't know if it'll work we may get excited
1: about it they'll print jerseys we'll come up with fancy new catchphrases fun slogans there'll be joy in pats nation you give me Jaden daniels and malik neighbors or roma dunze this guy is a receiver and a half for washington guy oh Uh, and mike Penix. i even would take uh this year's version of Tank Dell, who I loved last year. Tez Johnson, who uh, who plays for Oregon and is the favorite target and unofficial brother of Bo Nix. This kid, can you probably could get him a little bit later if you want to get quicker and get a slightly bigger version of Pop Douglas. There's, there's so much out there. Oh, please, Patriots. We are just two people that are fans, broadcasters, and analysts sitting here begging you, don't F this up. Whoever you get, please just get a quarterback, get a receiver, and then start giving us some hope again.
2: And I promise to not call you dumbasses when it doesn't work. Because as I texted to you yesterday when we were texting back and forth, we kind of looped Cadillac in and, you know, Bo Nix going off. I like Bo Nix. And I'm like, yeah, you can draft Bo Nix. And then in two years, you can look for a quarterback again. It uh, might, happen, but whatever. What? Yeah. Like, I promise not to go over the top and say you're the dumbest a hole on the planet when you take a quarterback. No, like it might not work. It doesn't work for a lot of teams, but. Right you got to swing for it. You got to bite at it. You got to take try. a chance. Yes. And please, and, and it, it will at least inject life into Patriot nation for, I don't know, eight or 10 months. I mean, as early as next November, we could all Do you be remember
1: like, the excitement of Mac Jones beating out Cam Newton and running onto the field and what we thought that could be all about. Like that was fun. That was the last time this was all really fun. It's been about two years of right. fun. And now we will be guaranteed. If you
2: take a quarterback in the first 34 or 35 picks, we'll be guaranteed to have fun again for at least 10 months. And then mm-hmm. we'll go from there and figure it out. And who knows? It may blow up or, and the other thing with the, the, Penix, uh, uh, how do you say it? Odunze, Roma Dunze. Odunze, um, Is you're going down the road that we've seen, like you know, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Like you can right. pair up sort of the quarterback and the wide receiver. Sometimes, like uh-huh. we can, we can see Jalen Waddle and uh, Tua. Like, love
1: Caleb Williams. Maybe they'd have to trade up with Chicago and work out a deal. Maybe that if they take, if they end up with the seventh pick and they take uh, neighbors or Odunze. You could maybe then when you start to see and feel a little heat around Penix trade back in, especially like you said, if you get a Belichick compensation pick or some other stuff going on, who knows it will be fascinating. And also there may be some fun pre-draft podcasts coming up. Uh, Cadillac Hart and I are w- workshopping a, a sort of six rings side pod title uh, uh, called you are a Patriot. And uh, we'll just identify a couple people we've fallen in love with in bowl season and the early pre-draft process. Last thing, Andy, The UFL is coming this spring, kicks off March 30th. It is the combination, the merger, if you will, of the USFL and the XFL. Dwayne the Rock Johnson um, and Danny Garcia, the managing partners of the XFL, now the UFL, made multiple appearances on bowl games, college game day, et cetera, to hype it up. And yesterday, on New Year's Day, 2024, they revealed the two divisions four teams from the XFL and four teams from the USFL made it. There's an XFL and a USFL division. I'm imagining we're going to probably get a greater talent pool. Hopefully they will continue to be a developmental pipeline for the NFL. And you know me, I love me some XFL. I like spring football. It's great background fodder. Occasionally you catch a a decent game and you see a couple of players make it down the pipeline from spring football into autumn and winter ball as well. And maybe even on occasion, make some impact. So your thoughts and or tempered level of excitement?
2: Uh, I don't know if excitement is the right word. Interest. Um, I, there's some interest. Okay. It was not sustainable to have multiple spring leagues competing. Like just nope. not. You're lucky if you can have one that latches mm-hmm. on and, and gains traction. And now with the rock and with Fox, which was bas- backing the USFL, like there's probably enough interest investment. I think the NFL, we saw with the rules and the various ways, they were kind of tied into it last spring. Mm-hmm. The details still need to be worked out, I feel like, exactly how it maps out. Um, and also just this year where every team needed to use, seven, I mean, multiple quarterbacks, you got up to 70 right. quarterbacks. Like, it's obvious you need developmental talent, developmental league. Um, I know people have, have even lamented, like, the the nfl europe days and where the league it wasn't making money so they short-sightedly right. got rid uh-huh. of it and some people have sort of lamented that now it probably makes more sense stateside it probably is more financially feasible um and i'm not saying you're ever going to be super popular you're ever going to have like seventy thousand people anywhere other than st louis which they get a lot of the people battle there. hawks draw um, crowd yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but there's a place for it. There's a, there's a world and a way for it to exist and, mm-hmm. and succeed and be productive for the NFL. Um, and even now, because a lot of times people said, oh, I want my guys working with me in the spring and I'm coaching them. I don't want them playing. Well, a lot of the rules in the NFL, you can't do much with them now in the spring anyway. So they might as well yeah. go get some competitive reps somewhere and and try to mm-hmm. advance their development. So, yeah, I think there's a way it will work. I'm not going to pretend I'm going to be, watching every game like it, it's going to be what it is like oh i'm home i put my feet up i turn the te- oh there's football on and
1: Look at that. hey sunday, sunday there's I'll a game that. battle hawks against the roughnecks on a right. sunday hey let's watch
2: right. let's watch for a little while because it's football and i like football i watch pop precisely i watch high school football i watch mm-hmm. college football and spring football mm-hmm. and especially for people around here who may not have a baseball team to turn to in march and april and may with any
1: interest maybe uh. they'll latch on to the ufl Holy G Alito. Let's go to a DC defenders game. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I've always wanted to go down there. I wanted to check that scene out, like where they sell out the soccer pitch and they do the beer snake and all that fun stuff. Like there's at least a little life to it. Like it's, it's, it's fun. We'll see how, we'll see how much impact they have on NFL 2024 and beyond. And if they're able to ratchet up interest by combining both leagues into one, the merger and working, um, cooperatively on perhaps some rules and innovations with the NFL to come. All right, man, that was supposed to be a quick podcast and just under an hour. That will do for our grades, Pat's Paris and recap pod of Buffalo Patriots and everything else going on in Pat's nation here on six rings and football things brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll be back in a couple of days. Andy will be with Mike Cadillac for the final installment of Cadillac's Crucial Clashes. We will have our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week and a preview of Patriots at Jets. Could it be the final game? Of the Bill Belichick era in New England. God only knows, but we shall soon find out. We'll offer everything we got and then some in just a few days' time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod. Thank you right there, Turp, if you're watching on YouTube for the New Year's festivity graphic right there that you flashed up on by accident or on purpose. A couple oh, I like months. it. I like it. <laughs> wow, we got a budget now. This is amazing. We have stock picked we have New Year's graphics if you're watching on YouTube. All right, for heart, for Turp, for everyone. This is your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, saying thank you once again for listening to Six Rings of Football. Thanks, brought to you by Weei Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats. Happy New Year! Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.